Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. My name is Harold Nickel. Access to and paying for healthcare is a topic that Dr. Goldstein talks about a lot on the podcast, and this one is no exception. But in this case, access to primary care is a matter of the number of doctors who choose to pursue primary care as a career. Pay for those roles is lower than it is for most specialists. A lower number of primary care doctors are linked to 85 deaths every day, according to a study published by the National Academy of Sciences. In addition to a shortage of practicing doctors, primary care visits declined significantly during the COVID-19 pandemic. Add to that, a good number of primary care practices were not able to access federal funds and relief and just went under. How can we manage all this? Well, for answers, we turn to respected neurologist and the founder of the Houston Healthcare Initiative, Dr. Stephen Goldstein. So, Dr. Goldstein, we have two important trends, both headed the wrong way, fewer primary care doctors, and a decline in people going to see them. How negatively will this affect health for Americans? Well, if these trends continue, we'll we'll have a very negative impact. We talked before about the importance of the relationship between the doctor and patient. An annual visit to the doctor allows that physician to diagnose and treat disease earlier, resulting in fewer hospitalizations and lower health care costs. Now, why is this trend allowed to occur? After all, we have managed care. Can't they determine the number of primary care physicians needed? And, you know, can't they just supplement the primary care doctors with physician assistants? Well, you hinted at the reason in your introduction. The managed care system does not compensate these physicians as well as other doctors, and therefore fewer doctors choose this role. As expected, physicians have reacted to the low compensation for patient visits by seeing more patients per day, up to as many as 50. As many primary care doctors now work in large groups, owned and managed by hospitals and other large corporations, They are commonly graded by the number of RVUs. This is a measure of how much care they give given time period. Spending time with a patient that is, quote, non-billable, and quote, groundless. When physicians are not available, nurse practitioners and physician assistants fill in. All this leads to physician burnout, causing physicians to drop out. Okay, what are some primary care doctors doing in response to the current system? Well, they're dropping out and not accepting insurance. Concierge medicine involves paying an annual fee of several thousand dollars in return for free access to the physician 24-7. These doctors care for a very few patients and can spend as much time as the patient would like. For example, if he cared for just 300 patients at $2,000 apiece, he would collect $600,000 a year with much reduced overhead. Another model is the direct primary care model, where the fees are lower in the range of $70 to $100 a month, and the doctor has six to 800 patients. Both doctors help patients find the best values for lab work, specialist care, and imaging. The advantages to the doctor include less overhead and less work the, completing the electronic medical record. Okay, I guess I I still don't get it. 
Why do we not compensate the frontline workers more if it will reduce the number of hospitalizations and also reduce the need for specialty care? Won't that decrease overall costs? Well, I don't get it either. The only thing I can think of is that hospitals do not want to lower the number of hospitalizations, as this will decrease profits. Insurance companies do not want lower premiums, as their profits are based on a percentage of the premium. Now, is there anything that the average patient can do to improve access to primary care? No, and yes. If you are stuck in an insurance plan, where you are limited to a network of physicians working for a large hospital system, there is not much you can do. If you have a high deductible insurance plan with a health savings account, you can shop for a primary care doctor that accepts cash. If you are paying for the service, you are more likely to get the service you desire as you become the customer and not the insurance company. Are employers recognizing the problem and trying to fix it? Well, some employers are offering a free annual physical examination. Others are hiring a primary care physician to care for employees at no cost to the employee. Still others are offering free telemedicine visits on demand to their employee. Okay, so now what is your advice for the average patient about how to choose a primary care doctor? Well, that depends. If you are young and healthy, an annual physical is all you need. Choose a fee-for-service doctor. If you have a chronic illness such as hypertension or diabetes, choose a direct practice doctor, and if you can afford it, a concierge doctor with expertise in your chronic illness. Okay, if this is so beneficial, then why isn't direct primary care catching on? Most state insurance laws are written such that payments for direct primary care or concierge doctors are not allowed to be paid for by an HSA and do not count toward insurance deductibles. Once again, the government has regulations designed to protect the public that results in more expensive health care with less quality and more limited access. So what, what can be done to promote access to cost-effective primary care? Well, self-insured companies can authorize payments for direct primary care or provide free access to a telemedicine doctor. They can have cash payments for health care applied to the deductible without being limited to an insurance company network. They can facilitate access to information about cash prices. Our website at HoustonHealthCareInitiative.org has cash prices published, and we're always looking to publish additional prices. We would be happy to advise companies about how to implement changes to their health care plan and educate employees about how to access medical care that is more cost-effective. Well, thank you, Dr. Goldstein, as always, for helping us all understand better the issue of primary care doctors and how the system of payment is driving so many of them out of the business. Even if someone was only seen a single time by their doctor, it can make a difference. When you get sick, that doctor knows how to treat you. Primary care is a health care component where an increased supply is associated with better population health and more equitable outcomes. For this reason, primary care is a common good, which makes the strength and quality of the country's primary care services, or its lack, a public concern.
Now, as Dr. Goldstein mentioned, there are lots of cash prices listed and available from doctors for you to look at on the Houston Healthcare Initiative website, which is www.houstonhealthcareinitiative.org. If you have questions that are more specific than can be answered on the website, call the office at 832-819-1879, and they can help you out. That will do it for this edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell all your friends about us and come back next time for another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast.